1: I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Action Comics number 335. Cover date, March 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist, Kurt Swan and George Klein edited by Mort Weisinger, featuring Luther's first victory over Superman, writer Leo Dorfman, art by Al Plastino, and Supergirl in The Prize of Peril, writer Otto Binder, art by Jim Mooney. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Disguised as a military scientist, Luther, continuing his psychological warfare from last issue, tests Superman's powers, proving that they work perfectly. But Superman flunks the judgment test and considers retirement. When Superman finally appears to snap and act irrationally, Luther and Brainiac go to the scene to gloat. Superman attempts to capture the villains, but they escape in Brainiac's saucer. Meanwhile, at Stanhope College, Dick Malvern enters Linda Danvers in the Miss Universe contest. Linda fears it will interfere with her duties as Supergirl, but when she learns that a potentially dangerous fate awaits the winner, Linda sabotages the other contestants and wins the contest. After her victory, Linda is taken into space to take part in the Miss cosmos contest as supergirl she wins again and is awarded the grand prize of sleeping in a cabinet of eternal youth or is she don't go away we'll be right back to explain everything
0: he looks like a very ordinary guy he wears ordinary clothes He works at a very ordinary job And on the job nobody knows That Clark Kent, Clark Kent, Clark Kent Is really Superman He's just a reporter out to get a scoop About who's in the soup and why But all the time he keeps an eye on crime Nobody dreams this ordinary guy Clark Kent, Clark Kent, Clark Kent Is really Superman Look, he just spotted a gang of robbers Now watch his super plan Off come the glasses, the business suit And there stands Superman Quick as a flash He's got them all in jail And as the people cheer The mightiest champion of them all They haven't the slightest idea That Clark Kent Clark Kent Clark Kent Is really Superman Quick as a flash, he's got them all in jail And as the people cheer, the mightiest champion of them all, they haven't the slightest idea that Clark Kent, Clark Kent, Clark Kent is really Superman.
1: It's the sequel to our very first episode, sequel to episode one. Remember? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm trying to figure out what song to sing along with you and how to harmonize. Oh, oh. it's just a song I made up. Okay. I've been branching out into not stealing other people's songs, writing my own. Oh, you've been branching my out. My original do you... melodies. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All, right. Mm-hmm. Do you... all right. I couldn't quite understand the context of that, you know, or the, or the structure of that, where it was going, yeah, but yeah. That's all right. Hey. Nice try. Hey, hey, hey. It's the sequel to episode one. It sure the is. resolution of the story we started the 29 episodes ago. Wes, do you remember the, the Lex Luthor... F- Lexaphone? Vision. Lexaphone, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, I sure do. Really Stay weird. tuned for more about Lexaphone later. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I think in the future, mm-hmm. if there's a continuing story, mm-hmm. we'll just do both issues in one episode. Or, you know. or subsequent weeks. Well, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, this doesn't really reward the one-time stop-by listener. Well, we're going to have to make it interesting, then. That's right. Right? In case you are a new listener, here's the setup. I have been reading comics all my life. I'm Dr. Bob. My husband, Dr. Husband... Hello. ...has not been reading comics all his life. No. And so many of the ideas and themes presented herein, in these 1960s comics... 1966 to 1967. Correct. Therefore, it is strange to him. So I have to do a lot of explaining. And apologizing for the misogyny inherent in the 1960s. Mm Mm-hmm. So here we are. Action Comics number 335. I should also mention that we are eating Planters Deluxe Mixed Nuts with sea salt. It's really good. And I'm drinking Polar Brand Sparkling Water with Essence of Fresh Limes. Polar brand orange cherry tart cherry limeade. Polar brand sparkling water, a calorie free. Oh, honestly, let me try that again. Mm-hmm. Polar brand sparkling water, a calorie. Damn it, a calorie free addition to every cocktail in our home. <laughs> That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Actually, for cocktails we like the uh diet orange dry soda, Polar brand, it's quite good. which you can only find at Wegmans. In this and area. specifically in this area, you only find it in Frederick, Maryland, Wegmans, not in the Clarksburg location, mm. which is much more convenient for me to get to. So mm-hmm. you know I care about my cocktails when I go all the way to Frederick Wegmans. Mm-hmm. Where were we? Action Comics 4-335. Oh, we, we, we started with saying this is a continuation of a previous comic. It is. Um, so where we left off, um, in which Lex Luthor, the previous comic, Lex Luthor was just really messing around with Superman's mind. Psychological warfare, we call it mm-hmm. nowadays. Psyops mm-hmm. for short. Mm-hmm. On the cover, we have Superman mm-hmm. punching through some kind of wooden cutout of his archenemy Brainiac. And Lex Luthor. He's already punched through the Lex Luthor right. plywood cutout. And there's some sort of hovering satellite thing. It's the lexaphone. Hmm. Luther calling Superman. Are you chicken? Brainiac and I will fight you at high noon. You've trained long enough on our wooden dummies. It's time for the main event. Well, as we know if you read the last issue, this is an ongoing psychological battle that Luther is waging against Superman. Except that Brainiac wasn't in the last episode. He was not. not, I wouldn't say episode, last issue. Issue, yeah. Episode Mm -hmm. works. Mm -hmm. Um... Lex has destroyed Superman's Mm self-confidence. As you remember from the last issue, Superman uh, was doubting his every move and was thinking of hanging up his cape for good. On the final panels of the last issue, as you may recall, Lex Luthor had changed the climate north of Metropolis and was bringing an iceberg to bear on Metropolis. Okay, really, that seems like it was years ago. Well, it was about 29 weeks ago, so a half year. But it seems much longer than that. Well, that's because time flies when you're having fun. All right. You are having fun, aren't you? Of course I am. I wouldn't be doing this anymore if I wasn't having fun. Mm, Good to know. Yeah. Um, On splash page, Superman is punching some kind of a bomb, Mm -hmm. which exploded. And the scientists are gathered around him saying, You failed the judgment test, Superman. You struck the sphere containing the explosive. Huh. The other, what? Well, they're all dressed in suits and ties as scientists, scientists. And they're all white military men. men. Well, and that's because it's the 1960s. Right. Mm-hmm. All scientists were white in the 1960s mm. and male. Everybody knows that. Mm. So, one afternoon. Here we go. Into the story. A Superman is flying over Metropolis. Mhm. And a truck which is labeled. First of all, this is what kind of truck would you call this? I would call this a produce truck. <laughs> I but mean, it, it's just like a GM truck with a uh-huh. small box in the back, right? Yeah, like a U-Haul. Uh-huh. Only it's labeled danger, atomic material. Right. Driving through the heart of the city. Crashes and bursts open, dumping radioactive bricks. Bricks, fission blocks that were being delivered to the nuclear lab. Fission, fission blocks. Um, right. Yeah. Uh huh. They are. And the guys who are delivering them are running away from the truck where they've been emptied all over the pavement, in just their you know their workaday clothes, not yeah. not any sort of protective gear or anything. Just a you know jacket, shirt, and tie. So kind of cap and one is left to think that these these radioactive blocks were just stacked in the back of the truck. Well, you know, they were. Like pallets. Yep, yep. No pallets even. They're just blocks. I mean, just like, you know, just loosely there. shoved in there, right? Yeah. yeah. As one does when one transports dangerous radioactive material through a busy metropolitan city. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman's thought balloon here. Uh, what do I do? <laughs> These radioactive bricks are super sensitive. If I fly them away, the friction may trigger a chain reaction that could destroy the Earth. Because being well, tossed out of the back of a produce truck is not at all dangerous. If they have the potential to destroy the Earth, maybe don't drive them through the heart of town. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know. Luckily, the drivers have not gone far because they're close enough to mock Superman for not being able to do anything. Well, apparently, the, the you know. These, these radioactive bricks don't have a very far range of, right. of danger. right? They're literally standing six feet from them. Mm-hmm. And one says, it's happened. He's acting punchy again. Superman, just don't sit there. Do something. So apparently Can I tell everyone a story? knows. Everyone knows that Superman is indecisive. Right. Can I tell a story? You have to ask. No. No. <clears throat> As many of you know, Dr. Husband and I are professors of music. And at a prior institution, we were in attendance at a concert, and our colleague was conducting a student—not uh, <laughs> an orchestra, a small ensemble. Of I just students. realized what story this is. Okay, so our colleague was conducting a, a small ensemble of students, and one young man was playing the piano, and got into the middle of the piece and panicked or something, just, play. just stopped playing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and our, no, I'm not sure it was a piano. I probably it was. It was a it melodic was, instrument. Maybe. Yes, yeah, it was yeah. piano. Okay. I was standing backstage. I saw all right, him all right, all right. Our colleague continued waving his arms to the sound of silence, which we call conducting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just using layman's terms. Okay. And finally, the conductor turned to the young man and said, "Do something." And that's exactly what these workmen are saying to Superman. The audience heard it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. So imagine that you're in a concert. You're seeing something. And it was, a, it was, a, it was a, a, a modern piece. Yeah. And the conductor yells at the pianist. Yeah. Do something! I think that young man got out of music. Actually, I know I, that young man is a music teacher. Oh, okay, good. That checks out. Yeah. Next page. <laughs> Lex Luthor, whom you'll recall... Has the ability to view on a view screen any event in time or space. Anywhere. Anywhere. Across. Across the city galaxies. or across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just noticed. That rabbit's there in his lab. Remember? Yes, remember the rabbit that was that was, he was, was in circles? Yes, he in circles? Yes. he was yes. testing his psychological theories on the poor little rabbit. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. he is. So Lex uh, is watching Superman sit dejectedly on a pile of... Of nuclear waste. Mm -hmm. Now here's... You remember that the glacier was bearing down upon Metropolis. Yes. At the end of the last issue. This is where Kathy Bates bursts into the room and says he didn't get out of the Kakaruti car. Because (sighs) here's where we learn that actually it was all a hypnotic device that made everyone in the world apparently believe that there was an iceberg. It was an illusion. I don't... Believe that. whereas Lex made a big show out of his dino freeze machine going to the edge of town and creating and in fact it was snowing in uh-huh. Metropolis I just looked back at the last issue to okay. check this out all right so i feel like we've really had a big fake out is it the same writer and and yeah artist uh-huh and editor huh. right well this is deliberate fakery fakery chicanery then Lex Luthor changes channels to see his wife who's on an alien planet far across another galaxy, Ardora. So, in case you weren't with us for our first episode, Lex Luthor has an alien wife on another planet. She, she wears, wears a tiara. She wears a tiara. And um, he, Lex Luthor is hailed as a hero on this other planet. Yeah. And Superman is considered a villain. It's like Pizarro planet. Kind only of. Not. Only, only not. not everyone's ugly. So, Superman revealed to Lex Luthor's wife that he was actually a supervillain, and that's why Luthor hates Superman for this story. Mm -hmm. He's plotting his revenge. Well, here come the men with uh, actual radioactive suits to clean up the spill site with... Foam. foam, With chemicals. Chemicals. That's always best, dump chemicals on top of radioactive waste. We don't know how someone... Uh, cleans radioactive waste. I mean, I've seen Silkwood. I know um, I know what happens when you get it on your skin. Uh-huh. What? It's horrible. Well, they take you into shower and scrub you with brushes until you bleed. You know I've never seen that movie. Well, that's when that's where the term going Silkwood comes no, I, from. No, I understand the yeah. pop culture reference. Right. I've just never seen it. You, you should. What else? It's a great movie. You know what else I've never seen? Uh, the Shining. No, I've seen that. I um, haven't finished Grease 2 yet. No, I haven't. I have never seen Rocky. No,
0: that's any okay.
1: Of them. Do you know what I want to see though? What? Let's talk about movies that we've never seen. I've never seen any of the Godfather movies. Me either. My father loved them. I know he did. He quoted them all the time. Well, I hear three is not worth watching, but but at least one, one you know, or two, one and two. Um, you know what else I've never seen? What Citizen Kane, and me, a classic cinephile. Hmm. Well, we did watch Pee Wee's play, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, last night. Well, and that is uh, essentially the best movie ever made. <laughs> it was very good. I loved watching it again. I want to memorize that entire Alamo sequence. You haven't. No, I'm thinking about it though. Okay. Is it, it's uh, good what, to have goals. Jan, Jan, what's her name? Jan Hooks. 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 Ratched. Oh, Jan, I would just love to memorize her entire sequence of, of dialogue. I applaud you oh, for thank your it. ambition. But I would need to be able to deliver it to someone who understands. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure anyone in the whole world will understand that. Okay. All right. So getting back to this. Right. Superman is walking away from this the radioactive spill uh, with, with the bricks. Yep. And he says, some Superman I am. With all my superpowers, I didn't do a thing. I must face it. Somehow I've lost my self-confidence. My superpowers are useless. If I'm afraid to use them when the chips are down, my career is washed up. I better switch back to my Clark Kent identity and take a bus. Taking the bus back to the Daily Planet. Boy, he's really fallen, hasn't he? <clears throat> Taking I'll public say. transport. Anybody can take public transport. Anybody can take public transport. <laughs> on the bus, people are on their transistor radios. <laughs> that would get annoying. No. Noise pollution. On the bus, it everybody was on their transistor. much louder back then. Hmm? Everything was much louder back then. No, I disagree. People were more polite and they didn't have their... Telephones and things, blaring music and talk in the middle of the bus. Uh, the In the 1980s, people had their... This is 20 years before that, when people are wearing suits and ties on the bus. They're not going to play their dang blasted radios. Hmm. Anyway, he overhears people talking about what a bobblehead Superman is. <laughs> He's a has-been. He's a has-been. Soon, at the Daily Planet, Van Benson... Who is the substitute editor because Perry White has gone to Washington to be a senator? That's a long story. You can hear more about which that. Which we in saw in Lois one. Lane. And in when Lois Superman Lane. And f- in Jimmy Olsen. When Superman flew Perry White right, to Washington, D.C., dressed in a morning coat. A morning coat and top hat. And top That's hat. what senators wear. Right. Which he's not um, wearing in Washington. So what we know now is that Van Benson is actually an FBI agent. Mm -hmm. He's going to help out Lois Lane. But it's nice to see continuity across titles. It is nice. Van Benson is. Even though they tricked us about the iceberg. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I feel like if it had been an actual iceberg, that might have shown up in the other titles as well. Mm. Like, remember, on General Hospital, when (laughs) it was winter in Port Charles all summer long? Uh, I know someone might remember that, but I don't. Uh well me. I remember it. It's when Robert Scorpio came. And Luke and Laura and the Ice Princess and Elizabeth Taylor and everybody. Do you remember that song about Laura that was on the radio? No.
0: Hey Laura. Laura. Ooh. I'm
1: not sure that was about Laura. Every Jennifer once Spittel.
0: in a while I see you smile. <laughs> Chris Christopher. Chris, Chris
1: Christoph- no. Christopher Cross. Christopher Cross. Um You know what?
0: saving.
1: It probably wasn't about Laura on General Hospital. I'm sure it wasn't, although they probably played it on General Hospital mm-hmm. in reference to her, her, her famous wedding to Luke, Luke, uh, Luke who raped Laura. her, and she fell in love with her rapist. So, well, that happens in soap operas all the time. I apparently hmm. I don't watch soap operas anymore. No, I'm not. Con- I'm not condoning it. Hey, Laura just came back to General Hospital, though. Really? Yeah. I hear. I don't watch it. How does she look? I follow her Twitter. Hmm. She looks beautiful. You know who she's married to? Hmm. Jonathan Frakes. You're kidding. You just look shocked. No, I'm I not didn't kidding. realize they were married. Yes, they've been married for years and years. Well, I've always thought he was adorable. He's. He doesn't look like much now, but back in the day. Hmm. Well, back in the day, Maxwell Caulfield was. Good. Yes, yes. Hmm. We all realized that. I'm sorry, I'm going to Grease 2 kick this week. You sure are. I've never seen Grease 1 all the way through. Well, and you haven't seen Grease 2 all the way through either. Nope. <laughs> so the all right. Daily hey, Planet... Hey, sorry folks, we're, we're yeah, just really we're going on. Yeah, we're just up. lost in it's our okay. It's okay, you know, that's fine. That's okay. why people tune in. Yeah, okay, so we're going to get back to this Van Benson. Well, he's, he's smoking a pipe. You know I like that they smoke the pipe in the office. Inside, yeah, yeah, indoors, that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Daily Planet staff, consisting of... Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, Clark Kent, have been summoned to Washington by Senator Perry White, Mm -hmm. their former editor. That's right. Because the President of the United States is concerned about Superman's mental health. He sure is. And he's organizing this uh, intervention with Superman's friends Mm -hmm. to convince Superman to be scientifically evaluated for psychological fitness. What page are you on? Okay, we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, So Superman goes in, subjects himself to the testing. The first test... The panel of scientists. (laughs) Panel of scientists and military doctors. Mm -hmm. His first test is to race a lightning bolt across a room while simultaneously bursting through a steel plate. Do I have that right? That's the test. That's it. That's it, yeah. Which he does... Successfully. Successfully. Super speed perfect. X ray vision perfect. Mm-hmm. Super strength perfect. Yep. Perfect scores across the board. Yeah, they actually have uh, little needle and dial indicators. Yep. Yeah. Pointing to the word perfect. Perfect. Well, what, what other words are the we words we're not seeing? Imperfect. Imperfect. Fair, poor. Muddled. <laughs> um, Superman says if everything's perfect, why do I freeze up every time I face a mission? I see where you are. Hmm. Good question, Superman. Let's try this other test. Your super judgment. We've got two globes, one of which is filled with explosive material. And just for good measure, we're going to project the faces of Lex Luthor and Brainiac onto the globes. Because that's a thing. Well, because that's going to trigger his psychoses, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm not running the test. I'd have to see their data sets. Before I know what they're doing exactly. We are going to do this experiment where we place these globes on this stand. They're basically sawhorses. Yep. With the faces of Brainiac and Lex Luthor. Uh, So Superman goes for the Brainiac globe and it explodes. Apparently only one was full. Right. One one had explosives. Well... That's where you're wrong, because then he punches the Lux Luthor, it, it also explodes. So it was, it was rigged. So it's rigged, and yet he's blaming himself for his uh, lack of judgment. And so the scientist says to him, Superman, your x-ray vision and microscopic vision should have tipped you off that both cl- globes contained explosives. I well, didn't realize he had microscopic vision. I didn't realize the, sci- the American military scientist was British. Well, that's my science voice. Oh, okay. You didn't know Superman had X-ray vision? No, I knew I knew he had X-ray vision, and I know he can't see through lead, but I didn't realize he had microscopic vision. Oh, sure. He's got all kinds of visions. Mm. Heat vision. I can try a different scientist uh, voice if you'd like. Uh, no. No. Superman flies off. Mm-hmm. Dejected again. His superpowers are useless. Look at that puss on his face. He's so sad. Unless he can exercise good judgment, he's done. Yeah. He's What's a this? Flop. The scientists are taking rubber masks off their faces. Uh-huh. It's Luther and Brainiac. No one ever saw that. Were you familiar with Brainiac before this issue? Okay, so I have to admit that no, I wasn't. And I, uh, although right before we started this, I did look up Brainiac just to see who he was. I really wasn't. I was confused. Right. I was confused between Brainiac in this comic mm-hmm. and what I've now learned is Brainiac 5 from Supergirl, which we're watching the not, the, the wonderful series on television right, right. now. Right. Well, you also... I think we've seen Brainiac 5 in comics in the Legion of Superheroes in the 30th century. You don't remember. No. We've, we've actually... Covered... Oh, yes. No. Brainiac 5 uh, invented Computo, the giant computer that threatened future Metropolis... That okay. looked like Conky on Pee-Wee's uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. That was Brainiac 5 invented him. Okay. Um, he is a descendant of Brainiac. I'm not sure exactly how it works because this evil Brainiac is a robot. Robot. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or android. I don't know what they call him. Anyway, Brainiac <laughs> shrunk the city of Kandor from the planet Krypton before it exploded. And that's how's come Superman has a bottle city in his Fortress of Solitude, you may have seen. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing that in another episode. Good, 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 good. Uh, In another story. I don't know what it was. But he also did talk about it in, I mean, it's at the bottom of this page. Right. Right, yeah. My shrinking ray reduced Kandor, the greatest city in the planet Krypton, to miniature size. I'll add it to my collection of stolen cities of the universe. I thought you would have known Brainiac from the Super Friends cartoon show. Because he was in the Legion of Doom. No, uh, the only people I remember from the Legion of Doom are, uh, like, there's a ma- Manta or something? Black Manta, Black yes. Black Manta, and, um, and Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. And that's, oh, and was Sinestro in the Legion yep, of Doom? Yep, yeah. yep, So those three people, that's about it. I mean, maybe Solomon Grundy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then, yeah, that's about it. And then once in a while we get Darkseid, right? That was later on. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. Well, you were just a wee thing. Yes, I was, and I, I had very limited television time given to me. Well, I had so many chores. Lucky for you, I have all of those episodes on DVD, and I can we can watch them every night from well, now on if I'm you a like. Very busy professional. I've not. I've right. very little time. For well, reasons. nonetheless, yes. I insist. <laughs> <laughs> so Luther and Brainiac have teamed up now to to once s- and for all defeat Superman. Exactly. Uh, we are going to make him a mental wreck. A report comes over the news wire. And why? That Superman has gone berserk in Metropolis. He is wrecking a storage yard used to stockpile movie props and scenery. Yeah, that's a more they, newsworthy thing. Well, do they have open air yards where they store theatrical props? That would be fantastic. Well, that's what we have when we have warehouses for those Yeah, things, but this right? seems to be just like a junkyard full of movie props on valuable city real estate. Right. Hmm. This is like in the old days. The silent movie studios would be just in the middle of town and just be like a, you know, a building and then open air yard and they'd have things stuck out there. Well, it's the 60s. Well, but they, they didn't have silent movies anymore in the 60s. No. Not on purpose. But it wasn't that long after the silent movies, so you know, maybe they Who knows? Anyway. Yeah, let's not stay there too long. Superman is... Don't dwell on it. What do you call it when you cut out the wood shapes? Is that a miter saw? Uh, What? Is that a miter that cuts out the wood in the shapes? Or is it... A, Something Uh, else. Well, you use a hacksaw, but you use a... um. um, Oh, now you've... A jigsaw. A jigsaw. A jigsaw. Superman's using his hand as a jigsaw to cut out... I would have thought he would have used his eyes, his laser eyes. Well, he didn't want to burn the wood. He just wants to shape it into the shapes of Luther and Brainiac. Yeah. And then he's painting them lifelike colors. Yeah. (laughs) He's gone through a lot of trouble. He's got a lot of detail work that he's done on Mm -hmm. these. Only to turn around and punch them when they're dry. Um... Which Brainiac, oh, I should mention, Brainiac and Luther have tracked Superman to this location in Brainiac's spaceship. Which is just a flying saucer. It's a flying saucer. Uh, now. Which is kept parked outside. Invisible. Mm-hmm. But now it's visible and following Superman. Superman is just punching through these wooden dolls, as Brainiac calls them. Mm hmm. Uh, I don't know why Superman just didn't go ahead and make, like, marble statues of these cats. Punch those? That would be more satisfying, I would think. But I I blame the writers for this. Well... I mean, I think Superman's a lot smarter than that. Sure.
0: Why and you, I, I mean, think...
1: Uh, I, I mean, I could probably punch through a plywood figure if I had to. I'd like to see that. Would ya? I'd like to see that. I mean, that. I didn't say it would be easy or it wouldn't injure my hand, but I'm I think sh- I could... I'm, pull it off. I'm sure you could paint one that looks just as lifelike as these do. Well, I'm a good drawer. I was an art major for one semester, as you remember. I remember. I've seen your sketches. I can draw any superhero and any Peanuts character. <laughs> That's the truth. Your parents kept that Peanuts, uh, the, the Peanuts mm-hmm. comic up in there. Whatever happened to that? I think I um, gave it to the poor. What? We may have it. I don't know. I'll look in the closet. What? It was just a panel of Snoopy. It was on your parents' wall for a hundred years. Would you like me to make another one? No. I want that one. Well, you can't have that one. (laughs) I want that one here in our room. Oh, we have our room all set up now in our country estate. Our podcasting room and office and meditation center and toy shelf. For me. That's for me. Yes. There's all, all little tucked away areas for, hey, for both of us. Yes, Everyone. What? Have you heard about the new Mego dolls? <laughs> oh Mego God. is back, baby. Uh, Mego dolls were very popular in the 1970s. They had uh, the superhero license, so they did a bunch of DC and Marvel characters in 8-inch posable dolls with cloth outfits. Yes. They also did a Wizard of Oz line, Planet of the Apes, Star Trek, The Waltons, and uh, some other things. I think my sister had the Wizard of Oz dolls.
0: She I actually set the... the witches
1: there on fire. Oh yeah, well... I bet a lot of kids did that. Not me. Set the witch on fire. I still have my original Tin Man and Cowardly Lion, and the good news is that Migo is coming out with a new Dorothy and Wicked Witch. Mm. They're also coming out with uh, the Facts of Life mm-hmm. series. Uh, Charmed. Happy Days. Mm-hmm. More Star Treks. I Dream of Genie. The two-pack. With you have Genie the I Dream of Genie. Major Nelson, mm-hmm. which I have. Mm-hmm. Um, Sky's the Limit. I can't wait to see what they come out with next. Samantha from Bewitched. Sam, Very excited about that. So, keep your eyes out. I wonder out. which Darren they'll use. They'll do. I wonder if they'll do a Darren. They might do a double Darren two pack. That would oh, be a great idea. That would be great. Anyway, it's only available at Target or Target.com. So check your stores. They usually put them on end caps as if they're on clearance, but they're not. Mm-mm. They're revered and special You yeah. have a little collection here. You have a Bell cow. Is that Bell? That's Clarabelle. And Popeye and the robot from um, Lost in Space. Mm-hmm. And Hulk and Thor mm-hmm. and Gumby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who's the red guy there? Red faced guy. Red faced guy. Behind Thor. Division. Right uh, what? Division. Oh division. Okay. Hey. And just a couple of Wizard of Oz characters and Bam Bam and Gumby and Yeah, 1974 Play Family, fisher Price Castle. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. little um what are those little dolls called? Woodpeg dolls? Pinmates. What? Pinmates. From The Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. And then of course you've got a couple characters from um from Oh... Space Ghost, coast to coast. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, with Brack. I love that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then some characters. Of course, I love Green Lantern. There he is. My favorite. Sure. Astro. No, that's dynamite Oh, is that Dynamut? Yep. You're right. Dynamut. Yeah. And Doctor Strange. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, folks. Back to the comic. Uh, Lex is now sending his Lexophone. Mm-hmm. A Lexophone is a device which... Flies around the city taunting Superman. And allows Lex Luthor to see anywhere. And to talk to Superman, mm-hmm. and no matter where he may be. Even at the top of the Himalaya Mountains, as happened in the last issue. It's not very small. It's quite, it's quite large. It is. It's about the size of... An uh, old cell phone. No? Bigger than that? <laughs> a disco ball. A disco ball. Yeah, it's disco mm-hmm. ball sized. Mm-hmm. Except it's a... Uh, what do we call this? Dodecahedron? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind really think of Think... I don't know. Yeah, 20 set of dice. <laughs> Is that right? I I don't know. I'm I've not never... going to bother counting them. Okay, good. We, do we have to get dice? No. Are you sure? We've been invited to how join a ha- role-playing game group everyone based on DC Comics characters. We're very excited. Do we have we to buy start dice next week? No, we don't have to buy dice. How do you know? Because what? I know. Just calm down. How can you not be a, How can you have a character and not not have dice? The dice will be provided to us. Okay, okay, I'm just gonna tell you. I'm I'm just looking for a reason to go buy dice. You can buy as many dice as you want. I don't really? care. Yes. Cool. I'm gonna do it. So the Lexophone taunting Superman. What Superman doesn't know, or does he? Uh huh. Is that Brainiac has shrunk his saucer with he and Luther inside? Because remember, he has shrink ray technology. Mm-hmm. And hidden inside the Lexophone. Yeah, that. That never like that was just never revealed in uh, until now like right Lex and 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 um, Brainiac said let's go after Superman mm-hmm. let's go see what he's doing mm-hmm. and and he says um and then Brainiac says well we'll use my spacecraft which is parked in the courtyard it's invisible but the ray will make it, will make it reappear right. And we see them, and we don't realize that they've actually somehow, between leaving and this panel when Superman is punching out these characters... That must have happened when he was painting them. Painting the things... Well, no, look much. at the top panel. Says Brainiac says, come on, let's put him out of his misery with this artificial kryptonite vibro beam. Mm-hmm. And Lex says... No, I want to enjoy Superman's torment to the very end. I have an idea how we can needle him with this Lexophone satellite. Listen. Oh, dot, dot, that's dot, when it—that's yeah. when it happened. Okay. I but see. we, the reader, don't get the reveal until Superman busts open the Lexophone. Mm-hmm. Superman knew it all along. He was on to them. He was. He wasn't uh, doubting himself at all. Is that what I meant to say? Yeah, he wasn't doubting himself at all. He was just trying to, he was going along, along with the ruse until yes. they could, uh, a moment presented itself that he could stop and do the big reveal. I love the word ruse. Do you? I do. Uh, so Superman began to suspect back in the testing lab when he, his microscopic vision revealed that both spheres were filled with explosive material. He knew that a military doctor would never try to mislead him. Right, he said. He says, hmm, my microscopic vision reveals that both globes have been packed with super compressed explosive chemicals from an alien world. Only Brainiac with a shrinking ray can compress elements that way. Uh-huh. So he knew during the test. And then he turned on his super hearing and overheard Lex and Brainiac talking about their scheme. That's a reference to the bionic man. You know, yeah, I got yeah. it. Woman, that's what you meant. But, no, her, when she would listen it, would go...
0: Ber, ber.
1: Well, he couldn't listen. He didn't have a bionic ear. He only had, he had a bionic eye, and right his arm legs were bionic, mm-hmm. and his right arm. And she had right arm, legs, and ear. Yeah. But when she listened, it would go... No. Yes! Are you sure? Yes. I'm going to watch an episode Test today. Test me After on After we're this. done with Super Friends, okay. we can watch an episode of Bionic Woman. Oh, well, you can. I have work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Superman's on to them the whole time. He tricks them again by. I'm not quite sure what's happening with these dinosaurs. Yeah, he, what he he makes them big, right? Right. He like Brainiac is going to shrink some dinosaur models, but then actually the dinosaur models grow because Superman fiddled with the controls. I'm not exactly sure the purpose of that. And what's the danger in making the dinosaur models grow? It's not like they're alive; like they're going to attack no, the right. city. You know, right? Uh, oh wow, we just made them big. Um, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, I guess Brainiac's just trying to say he's going to shrink all of Metropolis unless you let us go. And to start with, I'm going to shrink these dinosaur models that happen to be in the middle of Metropolis. Can I just say something? You please do. I would love to have one of those 1960s dinosaurs. Fiberglass mm-hmm. dinosaurs mm-hmm. in our backyard. Why don't you head on down to Natural Bridge, Virginia and talk to Professor Mark Klein... Who can make you a giant fiberglass dinosaur. Wouldn't you love to have one? Yeah, more than one. Oh, a whole park. We've got an acre of land here. We could have a dinosaur park, charge admission. Outback? Mm-hmm. Really? Sure. I wonder how hard they are to make. Well, again, why don't you talk to Professor Mark Klein. He's crazy, but you can talk to him. If his gate's open, you just drive by. It's Route 11, Natural Bridge, Virginia. You've been there, haven't you? I sure have. You talk to him. It's right down the road from Foamhenge. I'm going to look into that. Okay, I'd like several dinosaurs for our yard. Now, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking like tiny dinosaurs. I'm talking big. Yeah, I know. I understand. We're we don't have a very a conservative homeowners association. I think they no. Might, we can especially burn if you put them out back. Put them out back. Yeah, yeah. Kids love it. Forget the kids. Back to the comic. Yep. The Superman. Uh, sorry, Lex Luthor, Brainiac. In Brainiac's shrunken flying saucer are in Superman's hand. In Superman's hand, but they fly away with a whoosh and into space. Uh, Superman lets them go, hurls the lexophone after them, but it misses uh-huh. the saucer. These... Got quite an arm on him, that Superman. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. What? Well, I we know where that satellite's sure, going. Sure, sure, sure. Well. Lex Luthor and uh, Brainiac arrive at the planet Lexor, mm-hmm. which is where Luthor is considered we don't, we don't a hero, and has a beautiful alien is. wife. We don't know how far away it is. It's under a red sun. I know that much. So That's it's not why, close to us. And Superman can't follow them, because he would lose his powers under a red sun. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out that the Lexaphone has beaten them to the surface of the planet Lexor. Traveled faster ...than this flying saucer has... ...by the power of Superman throwing it from Earth... Uh ...to another solar system. Um, Brainiac discovers that the coils controlling his force shield were inoperable... ...meaning that Superman could have stopped them if he wanted to. But he didn't. Did not. And what's more... ...Superman rigged the wreckage of the Lexaphone... Which landed, conveniently, just outside Lex Luthor's house, where his pretty alien wife lives. And it contained amnesium gas, which is a thing. It's a super chemical invented by Superman. Yeah. It wipes out unpleasant memories. This is like that movie with uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, the the spotless mind. The, the... unbearable lightness of being something. Oh. Uh, no. no. Anyway, I haven't seen that movie either. <gasps> I nope. loved that movie. Why don't you marry it if you love it so much? Well, i go ahead. I'm going to look up the name of that movie, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's it. Yeah. Is it good? Yes. Kate Winslet's in it. She's lovely. No, really, it's it's a dramatic movie for um for Jim Carrey. It's absolutely wonderful. Okay, well maybe I'll look it up after Bionic Woman's done. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 uh, creating quite a list of movies to see there, Doctor Bomb. Luther realizes. That Not only did Superman let him go, but he fixed everything that Luther was mad at Superman about. Nonetheless, in the final panel, Luther vows to uh, be mad at Superman anyway. Yeah, he's given a chance. He's been given a chance t- mm-hmm. to wipe the slate clean, yep. to just be on neutral ground with Superman. And he says, Superman, what you did for Adora squares us for now. But be on guard. The universe won't be big enough to hold the two of us the next time we meet. Yeah, see? Mm -hmm. This is my problem with Luther. He clearly likes being considered a hero. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he goes to this planet where he's married and has a beautiful wife. Mm -hmm. He could probably redeem his reputation on Earth if he just would do. He's clever enough. He's smarter than Superman. He's clever. He's rich. He's got all the resources... Like, one or two good deeds would probably turn the tide for him. So does Lex Luthor still keep this planet? And his his wife, I mean, throughout time, does he still have her now? I think that's all been wiped out in company-wide continuity changes. I assumed that Lex Luthor was always an Earthling. He is an Earthling, yes. Mm-hmm. He just found this planet. I, In fact, I remember, yes, his wife... Uh, was shown dying on panel, so that's yeah. the end of that. you have another question? No, no, just you know. So, so, so later on, he will not be from Lexor. He won't be. Um, he won't be from the planet Lexor. Well, he's not from there now. He's from Earth. He just goes there to live. Oh, with his pretty wife. Oh, so he's he's an Earthling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, and I'm saying, like in 1966, he's an Earthling. Yeah, he okay. grew up with Superboy. They're high school rivals. Oh, well, that's what I thought, The uh, that's what I understood his history to be. I, I didn't quite understand the whole Lexor, right. kind of Lexor, yeah. and his wife, Ardora, you know. and He and did something, he saved this planet, and they named it after him, and oh, then he married Ardora. Yeah. I didn't get that backstory. Forget I'm about. so sorry, no, I no, should no, it's have fine. filled but you in with it. that. I've asked now, now I, know. Mm-hmm. now I know. Well, we've got another story to get to. Right. We'll be right back. Friends, how many times have you tried to taunt your arch nemesis over a long distance but just couldn't find a reliable connection? Ladies, how about catching a glimpse of your boyfriend from a faraway galaxy only to find a staticky screen? Well, your troubles are over with the new Lexaphone 2000. Lexaphone, with its sleek design and patent-pending self-guided missile technology, offers unparalleled audio and video clarity. For undetectable surveillance of your loved ones, or for those special moments, for just a friendly, long-distance, eternal vow to destroy the high school rival who caused you to go bald. That's Lexaphone, available wherever super-scientific gadgets are sold. Before we get to this next story, have you looked at the Metropolis mailbag? I have not. Well, just sit back, because I'm going to read you the saddest letter ever written to any comic book. Oh. Dear Editor, yes, I say Supergirl had better hang on to her Linda Danvers identity. I'm a girl who is an excellent athlete and I find that some boys are rather reluctant to date anyone who's better than they are at sports. Imagine how tough it would be for Supergirl since she's stronger than all the boys in Midvale, Metropolis, and Stanhope College put together. Even Dick Malvern might hesitate to date Linda. He's That's her boyfriend, okay. Dick Malvern. Even Dick Malvern might hesitate to date Linda if he knew she had superpowers. By the way, don't feel sorry for me. I'm going with our school football team star fullback, Thelma Field, Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. You I are. tried to find Thelma Field on Facebook. I couldn't find anyone named Thelma Field from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, isn't that terrible? That Because that hasn't changed. Men are still awful pigs, and they would still not want to date a woman who's better at them than anything. I, uh, I don't know. Have you seen there's something about Mary? Yes. Guys dig her. <laughs> <laughs> what is she better at? Well, I don't know. She's just like one of the guys and she likes sports, you know. Okay, so I th- this poor girl. Well, I mean it looks like it turned out for her, okay, cuz she's going with the school football team star fullback. Is fullback? What is that? Uh that's position? a that's a that's a defensive position, I mm-hmm. think. So and it doesn't have to do with the size of his back. No, no, it just. Uh, I mean, gosh, you really. Neither one of us really knows much about football. <laughs> no, um, I know there's running in it, and they hit they hit each other. Well, there's a halfback and a fullback, uh-huh. and a quarterback. So, so I'm assuming the fullback stays back from the line, and and I maybe runs out to catch. I are there lines in it? Well, there, there are lines, yes, there are lines of, of, of oh, On the gr- line, not like Shakespearean spoken. The dialogue. Oh. Ah. Ah. Well, they do have a language. They have a special language. it yeah, yeah, goes like football. this. <laughs> they call up numbers and things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it on television. Mm-hmm. Um, I've often wondered what it's like, you know, you and I don't really follow the sports. What must it be like? By don't really, you mean... Don't well, I will watch football, and I don't mean American football. Right, I watch soccer. You watch that for the legs. Well, not of for course, the sports action. Well, but also because on a Sunday afternoon when you come home from church, yep, you can pop open a beer and have a sandwich, and sit on the sofa and fall asleep during a game of soccer for an hour, mm-hmm. and wake up and only one point has been scored and it's usually the same game still you know come on it's great and no, and the fans are always singing and cheering and that's really fun i would love to go to a soccer game in in anywhere in in europe it's just like buying a woman you can fall asleep and wake up and nothing really has happened really mhm really yeah oh here i like this other letter go ahead dear editor my one complaint about your books is your excessive use of the word super well oh, the name <laughs> of the book is superman <laughs> Taylor, from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, what are you looking up now? You won't believe it. You won't. Believe what? Go ahead. Wait,
0: wait, wait.
1: Why is that a foreign language on her? I don't know. Bionic? Power. Enhanced hearing. Do
0: you hear
1: that? Kind of a big deal. Six million dollars. That's jumping something. Right? Oh, that was a... Okay. Alright. I'm sure we'll edit that down for interest. (laughs) I sure will. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Alright, Supergirl. Oh, God. The prize of peril. I should warn you, this is going to end on a cliffhanger. We won't get to the next story. And incredibly sexist. Well, yes, parts of it. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, the whole thing is. Yeah, yeah. We begin the story of Supergirls flying across the ocean. Um, Superman is on an important mission with Batman and asked her to find an unknown space object that astronomers observed coming down at sea. Well, uh-huh. she's found it, but it's being eaten by a whale mm-hmm. at the moment she finds it. Mm-hmm. So she I guess it's a sperm whale. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I've never seen a whale actually an, unless it was drawn mm-hmm. in this shape mm-hmm. with that kind of classic whale head. Oh, you haven't? No. I do believe it's a sperm whale. Okay, are you gonna look it up right now? Do you mind? Yes. Okay, I won't. <laughs> Moving on along. So She's flying out to sea to retrieve this object, which looks basically like a very large helmet with two antennae, uh-huh. and it's being eaten by a sperm whale. Do you suppose it's a lexophone? Uh, no. I mean, it does look like a lexophone. It's about the same size mm-hmm. as a lexophone. It's a disco ball. Mm-hmm. With, with antennas. With antennas, so. It might be a lexophone. Did he patent that? I mean, does he sell them to other cultures? Um, stay tuned for when you hear the episode. There's a little surprise you haven't heard yet. Oh, okay. Um... So she gets the, the thing away from the whale. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to call it a lexophone, even though that might not be what it is. Um, she seems to think it's an interstellar probe sent by a distant world. You know, it could be a lexophone, considering what I know about what, what happens later on. When, when um, It could be a form of a lexophone. It is a recording and listening device. True. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what better use of her intellect than to fly this alien device to her house and put it, stash it in the backyard. Right. Where she lives with her adoptive parents, the Danvers. The Danverses. Um, she's got a date. She's got to change quick put her brown wig on. Okay, so I, I need to stop there because yeah. this is my first Supergirl comic. <gasps> is it? It is. No, we had a Supergirl solo story, but that was an imaginary story where she was Superwoman fighting Superboy. This wig. What she about it? She literally puts a wig on. Yeah. She can't put on glasses or a headband or, or a special sweater. She's got to put on a brown wig. It's her sacred identity. That is so uncomfortable. Have you ever... We have both worn wigs mm-hmm. for the stage. Mm-hmm. They are not comfortable. Thank you for clarifying that it was for the stage. Well, not at home, for God's sake. but never do that. They're just not They're not comfortable. You sweat in them. You have to put on a... I mean, you have to put She's on a She's super. Sock... She doesn't sweat. Oh, I just—I came to this and just thought about this this wig and this this poor girl and, and and when you wear a wig, people know you're wearing a wig. Yeah, but in the '60s, I mean, everybody when, wore a wig. She has a, she has a full head of hair. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's got that she's got that wig on over on the top of it. Well, people didn't in the '60s. Women wore pieces. They they didn't necessarily wear full on wigs all the time. To- well, oh, they, I guess they did. yes they did yes. <laughs> All forget. right, okay, I'm just going to let this go. Okay. I just thought she could have done anything but put on a wig, and we would have been fine with it. She could have put on a pair of glasses or a monocle. Or... Well, they're trying to do something different from Clark Kent, okay. I guess. Yeah. Um, so her boyfriend, Dick, she loves Dick, is taking her to the record romp at the country club. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing that teenagers did? Well, they're college students now. So they're college students, yeah. Off to the country I, club. I guess. I mean, 1960s, they had cotillions and whatnot. Well, she's wearing a fur coat and he's wearing a tuxedo, so I'd it's like to know what thing. kind of neighborhood they live in. Um, inside at the record romp where everyone's in formal wear. And introduced to Stan. Stan Wellwood. He's a talent scout. For the Miss Universe Beauty Pageant. And he immediately wants to sign Linda up. Brown hair and all. She's the most beautiful girl he's ever seen. Yes, he's taking pictures of the most chic chicks. Chic chicks. For the Miss Universe pageant. Um, Linda realizes that being the winner of a beauty pageant might jeopardize her super career. Mm-hmm. So she fogs the lens of the camera with which he's trying to take a picture of her. Mm-hmm. With her X-ray vision, super vision. Stan runs off to develop the film. Realizes too late that the film is fogged. Stan tells Dick that the fog is filmed, and Dick says, "Don't worry, I'll take care of it." Yeah, we're leaving out something. Stan tells him from the car as he's leaving. He yells back to him. A great distance, probably. Uh-huh. I'm seeing, probably, I'm ga- gauging about uh, 15 to 20 feet. Yep. He yells back at him, unless you get another shot of her and rush it to me, remember, the winner gets a movie contract, a part in the Tommy, in, a part in Castle Beach Party uh-huh. with Frankie Abalone uh-huh. and Tommy Sanders, uh-huh. TV appearances to promote it, a great, and a great new career. Right. Right? He says all that as he's pulling away. Right. Yeah. Of course, he's really referring to Frankie Avalon and Tommy Sands, mm. who were teen stars. In the beach movies. Tommy Sands? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Well, who's one of those teen stars? Like Tab Hunter. Mm hmm. Mm mm-hmm. um, I think Tommy Sands had come from Disney. Tab Hunter's in Greece too. Tommy Sands is in uh, <laughs> Babes in Toyland with a N. Okay. All right. Tab who? Hunter's in Greece too as a, as a substitute teacher. Correct. We've already seen him in Greece too. Mm-hmm. too. Well, he tries to sing. Let's put that in air quotes. Sings. Yeah. He sings. Interesting to note that later on, Linda Danvers did become an actress in soap operas. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway, Dick has this whole fantasy. Where we have a dream sequence. Linda's become famous and can't remember his name. We don't need to dwell on that too much because this Dick's an idiot. <laughs> he's an idiot. So to get a picture of Linda, he's in a stalker. But at her to school. his credit, to what? his credit, he does come around. He sees. He has these. Envious dreams, thinking that she's right. forgot him and moved on, and then he says, "No, no, 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 no. She really needs this chance. This would be great for her. Let me take a, photo, a photograph of her by sneaking to her college and peeking through the window, where she's attending a, a college class. Uh-huh. It is called the proper grooming course for young ladies. I wish they still had classes like that. I'd teach it. Oh. I would teach it for free." I remember girls, in this course, we try to teach you how to achieve elegance and charm. Done. I can write the syllabus right now. Mm. They're all putting on lipstick in front of mirrors. Right. Uh, Dick gets a picture of her, takes it to Stan, where he projects it on a giant projector. Do you know why women stick their fingers in their mouth after they put on lipstick and pull it out? I didn't know they did, but go on. they They have in the past. Because it gets the lipstick that's not on their lips, but inside their lips... And pulls it away. Gets it on their fingers. Um, Like sometimes when they're putting on lipstick, it can go beyond the the outer surface and into into the lips where it's wetter. Uh And that gets transferred to their teeth. So by doing like that, they pull the lipstick that's on the wet part of their lips away from their mouth and thus getting it from their teeth. My mother always blotted with a Kleenex. She looks like a blotter. (laughs) She would. In fact, every woman I've ever encountered did a Kleenex blot. I've never seen that any woman stick their finger in their mouths after applying <laughs> lipstick. Well, I have to ask my friends. Maybe it's a southern thing. I grew up in the north. Did you? Mm-hmm. Well, and you I... grew up in the south. And when we met, it, <laughs> it was, was um, <laughs> but how That would only do the center of their lips. What about the rest of their... Well, they'd, they'd have to run their finger all through their whole mouth. Uh, no, this is not like they're, they're raking their gums or anything. No. Just sort of like a... Like that. Yeah. i 've never heard of anything like that well i don't know if any women listen to this podcast, but if they did perhaps <laughs> they will help they'll well, come to my way, aid way, i'm sure they'll come to my aid and help me out with it uh-huh those. i will uh investigate that with oh my gals God. at work tomorrow. How would your mother ever have to use a dry Kleenex on her teeth to get the lipstick off? No, what are you talking about? Oh, that's my thing. I hate the idea of something dry like a <laughs> towel or or Kleenex or something touching teeth and making a squeaking sound. I can't stand Again, it. Again, I don't think that ever happened anywhere except in where you grew up. Are you sure? Yes, that's what why I... you blot so it doesn't get on your teeth. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I am... I am... Cringing! I my body I oh God Kleenex on teeth. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Hi <laughs> Cat Butler wins I, I was so distraught at the thought of this. Captain Butler got up from the floor and oh, came over and comforted bless me. Bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> um so Dick secretly enters Linda in the Miss Universe contest, which the dean of Stanhope College announces in a public forum. Surprise! because yeah, that, that happens. Yeah. yeah. I guess it was at their Friday worship service, at, you know, at, at, at maybe they. end This of the is church. a public university. I don't think they have worship service. If you think you can get a, a campus full of college students to all attend one function, that's not graduation, and even that's pushing it. And if, you're, if you feed them, you might get a right. lot of them. Yeah. Well, this is when you, know, you should be able to make them come to things. So, Linda... Uh, Is worried about her super career. However, with no effort at all, she breezes through the elimination round and wins Miss United States. At a girl. Then she moves on to Miss World, apparently. Oh, Butler's doing his thing. I hear him in the background. That's okay. He's rolling on his back and groaning and just having a good old time. (laughs) (laughs) He's so funny. So now we're in the final round. Shut, shut up! up. Ha <laughs> ah, ha! Ah, ah, he's looking at us on his back with his paws. Come here, Ellie. come here, come here, come here. Scratch your belly now. Miss Danvers will display her talent. The <laughs> entrechat? Is that Uh, it? But the entre is is um between or um, and I don't know what Sh- shot. Cats is. between cat? the cat stance. I I guess entrechat. <laughs> It's the thing where you jump across your feet in the air many times, right? Right. Well, she can fly, so that's easy for her to do. Yes. Which she thinks it's easy for me with my superpowers. I could stay in midair all day. Yeah, that would be a little weird. It's like suspended above the ground and doing flip, 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 legs. She explains backstage to her mother that she can't explain why she wants to win, but she is going to win using every means at her disposal.
0: Well, Miss Asia, she's, she's
1: never had anything like this before. No, Mm-mm. Miss Asia is displaying her talent of painting. <laughs> okay, so let's just let's just let's, let's just bring bring uh-huh. the listeners into this. Okay, right. so the first, uh, so it's Miss Asia, Miss United States, and Miss Europe. Europe. Um, now Miss Asia, so so so, so Miss Miss United States is doing ballet as her mm-hmm. talent. Miss Asia is painting. Uh-huh. In front and, of a live audience. Instead sort of a live audience. So how long is this going to take? Ladies and gentlemen, her hobby being art, contestant number two will now paint a portrait of the most famous girl on earth, the Supergirl. As they all sit and watch. <laughs> Literally, the audience is watching paint dry. <laughs> That's true! No, they're not, because Linda's using her heat vision to melt the paint and ruin the painting. She sure does. Uh-huh. Making Miss Asia run off the stage crying. You must have been nervous while painting, Miss Asia. Well, the whole audience is watching this happen in real time. You can't just start painting and then it all melts. Whoops! You're eliminated. Yeah, I smell trickery. Next up, we know what's going on. This is the best possible talent. For a Miss Universe pageant. Yes, I wish this actually happened in real life. I, I, but this is almost like... you know what this reminded me of? What? The Chrysanthemum Festival pageant.
0: On, on Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels. Hi there, Hi there. Hello. hello. We're, We're glad,
1: glad that you could show to the, the Chrysanthemum Christmas. Festival pageant. That's the episode where... I think it's Jacqueline Smith wrestles an alligator.
0: <laughs> ah.
1: Ah. That is the greatest episode of the greatest show on earth. That is... Flawless. That episode is yeah. the best. It is. It's not Jacqueline Smith though. It's a, who's the blonde one after Farrah? Kelly, uh, Sabrina Kelly and Chris. <laughs> yeah, Charlie's Angels. There was with the dolls. That's the commercial from Mattel's uh, Charlie's Angels dolls. Oh my God, That just came to my head. No, Chris was Farrah, right? Well, there was Farrah Fawcett, Tiffany. No, that was later. In between, I don't know. Oh God. No, no, no. Seriously, that was the, that was the commercial. Sabrina Kelly and Chris, right? Okay, so who's Chris? That, those were also amigo dolls. Yeah. Hey Siri, who are Charlie's angels?
0: Harry hey, matches for Charlie's angels.
1: Jill, Sabrina, and Kelly. Jill was Farrah Fawcett. Okay, Chris, was she the second one? Uh, Chris, yes. Cheryl Ladd. <gasps> Cheryl, Cheryl Ladd, Ladd. wrestles oh. an alligator <laughs> at <laughs> the Chrysanthemum Festival, Festival pageant. pageant. Look, folks, if you have not seen. Just YouTube Charlie's Angels Chrysanthemum Festival pageant or Charlie's Angels Beauty pageant episode. It is. It's worth your time. Grab a cocktail or an iced tea or coffee and just sit back and just appreciate it for its
0: supreme
1: kitschiness. It is the best episode. Anyway, Miss okay. Europe will now display her skill with marionettes. With marionettes! With marionettes! Oh, it's the best! Now. High on a hill stood a lonely <laughs> <going> <laughs> Linda is going to louse this up, of course, because she wants to win. I guess it would have been too easy for her to just use her heat vision to burn, to burn them the up? strings right. or burn the actual marionettes. No, she's using her x-ray vision to change the molecular structure of the girl's... Puppet's hand, hand. giving it just the right magnetic charge to attract it to that metal shaving brush handle. So, what's happening is this marionette show consists of a man and a woman in
0: the powder room. Or the
1: powder room, okay. And Linda is causing the female marionette to pick up the wrong prop, which is a razor, Mm -hmm. and start shaving her face. Meanwhile, and she's using her super ventriloquism. Before the girl puppeteer can say the puppet's lines, Linda is giving the puppet's lines. Meanwhile, the male puppet picks up Powder Puff and starts powdering his face. And so <laughs> and so, what, 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 so here's the great the super ventriloquism that she uses. She says,
0: Henry, I'll shave off my 5 o'clock shadow.
1: I'll shave off my 5 o'clock shadow. But she uses a ventriloquism voice, so it's like this right.
0: Henry, Henry, I'll, I'll shave th- off my 5 o'clock shadow. Peanut butter.
1: Um. So, too bad, Miss Europe. The crowd is laughing at your blunders. Should and her gender look, reversal roles? If you're doing a marionette show, is it going to be a drama? Don't you want the audience to laugh? I had this could have backfired big. I, time. Had, I hadn't thought of that. I, I, I did think about the whole idea of like her using her X-ray vision to magnetize the hand of a marionette, which is usually wooden anyway. Right. You know, and and uses her. X-ray vision uh-huh. to make it lather up its face and shave. Mm-hmm. That, that I mean, come on. You're asking a lot of me as a reader to to believe that you could do that with your X-ray vision. There are many other ways to ruin a puppet show. Like, as I said, just burn through the strings. Yeah. And then there's literally no show. And then, of course, Miss Europe runs off the stage crying, Sobbing holding her head. Oh. because she's been eliminated. That's terrible. Linda wins Miss Universe by default. I'm telling you, folks... You've got to look up the Chrysanthemum Festival Pageant. Yes, yes, yes. On Charlie's yes. Angels. It's just like this. Um, Linda's hauled off into her royal futuristic limousine. <laughs> ah! Which takes off into space. Which no one thinks it's twice about. Right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, winner. Do not be alarmed, miss. You are being taken to another beauty contest on a faraway world. Because that can happen. Sure. Well, she expected it. She's not surprised at all. No. In the car, she changes to Supergirl before she arrives and gets to the other planet.
0: Yes, yes, and is yes.
1: Ushered into the uh, fantastic. But what you're skipping over is that uh, when she's in the car, before she changes it into Supergirl, she tells us, the readers, why she actually rigged the contest to win. Right. Right. Because she. she when when she picked up the what we call the lexophone, or, <laughs> or the, the, she actually saw images of it visiting other planets, and she understood that there was a uh, a crown with Miss Miss Universe Miss Cosmo or whatever Miss Co- I don't know whatever Miss, Miss Cosmo was, yeah yeah on it. She knew that something was fishy, and she knew that she had to win. That Miss Universe she had to do whatever she could. Right. So she's been taken to this alien planet <clears throat> where the other beauty contestants are waiting, and. They are being served by maids who all have bandaged faces, like Negative Man of the Doom Patrol. Yes. Yes, Negative Man who collapses when his uh-huh. energy self goes out. A superman or a Supergirl cannot penetrate the bandages with her x ray vision, meaning they must be lead, lead lined. lined. Um, and the maid will not reveal why her face is bandaged. Right. Supergirl is allowing the other contestants to view their home planets because they're all homesick using her x-ray vision in a mirror. She really can do anything. She's only limited by her imagination, isn't she? That's right. And our ability to accept whatever the hell they throw at us. Right, right, right. Right? There's a handsome alien man who's in charge of this contest. The winner will never return to her home world, he says. She won't want to after she receives her big prize. That seems like foreshadowing to me. It does indeed. So, the talent competition. Right. The first contestant displays Miss her Sirius. special ability. Miss Sirius. Uh huh, Miss Sirius. S I R. Right, right, I-U-S, right. Yes. She has the power to change the bottom half of her body into a rainbow, into a human rainbow. But it's and I take issue with the word human rainbow, right? Be, with the words because she's not actually from Earth, and she's also not. It's just she's literally turned her from the waist down into a rainbow. It's not. Yeah, um, it's basically like she's casting, it's not ambulatory or anything. Yeah, she's not a rainbow thing. Right, she right. just made a rainbow. Right, you know she could be passing gas in the form of a rainbow. True. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that would be a kicker, wouldn't it? Make a, something beautiful come out of your body that smells like ass. <laughs> you know, I've seen a T-shirt that I really want. Mm-hmm. It's a dinosaur that's just eaten a unicorn, mm-hmm. and one one of the one of, another dinosaurs talking to the other dinosaur and says, to him, "Did you just eat the last unicorn?" Because he farts, or, he farts a rainbow. Aww. Yeah, it's so cute. I'll get that for you for Christmas. Will you really? Yes. I would love to have that t-shirt. Extra large, please. Okay. Not Ms. in black, and definitely in a color. Miss Orion yes. can play the organ of a thousand keys because she has ten fingers on each hand. Yeah, but she only has two hands. I don't think she really can play the organ and of a keys. And only two feet can still can only do the pedals one yeah. at a time. That's right. But they want you to rub his belly. Supergirl not, can Supergirl top these remarkable super performances? Of course she can. All she's doing is juggling coal. Well, we know Bo- we know what she's going to do with that coal, don't we? Look at the audience. Terrible, awful. That's the dullest act yet. Doll, there, that's dull. Can't beat marionettes back on Earth. Nope. Well, look at this. She's super squeezing the coal into diamonds as she juggles. Now I've paid money to see that. Oh, yeah. Look, she's changing all the coal into diamonds. Hurrah! Hurrah! Um, so the man in charge had three crowns ready, inscribed with the name of whoever might happen to win. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't, I does I wonder if he? they do that for Miss America, if they have, like, 50 crowns ready to go, just in case. No, they don't. It's not, and the crown doesn't have the name of the state. It's yeah, the but same... they, everyone has a different size head. Oh, well, you've seen the footage. Look up, look up. Butter. Butter. Look up the crown footage. You'll see that it fits awkwardly on their heads. I have, well, of course, we have a friend. We do, who was former Miss Florida. Yes, and she did not let me try on the crown, but she did let me touch it and, and look at it because she had she had a press, uh, something a press function after our sight singing class that we took together in the summer. That was so fascinating to me. Like she was a secret agent or something. She had to be ready at any minute to to, to go. respond to the call. So she had to carry a crown around. In case she got a emergency, Miss so Florida emergency. Yes, um, we had so much fun. Sure, mm-hmm. back in the school days, we didn't know how, how special so they were. Linda gets her crown. Actually, Supergirl because she's dressed. She's as like just now. literally dressed as Supergirl. Um, she's hustled off to some kind of iron lung contraption where yeah, she's, yeah, she's going to sleep. She can breathe okay, but she has to get into this iron lung, right? Well, it's apparently a cabinet of eternal youth. Okay, here's the problem that I have. Yeah. In this thing, it says, in Supergirl quarters later, in Supergirl's quarters later, yeah. the, the the man who runs the contest and puts the crown on her head says, yeah. you will sleep in the great prize tonight, my dear. It's a cabinet of eternal youth. By morning, you will be free forever from growing old. And she says... That sounds, uh, wonderful. That's not what Supergirl would say. Are you sure? She is a girl, after all. What's more enticing to a girl she than eternal youth? She thinks, she says, was I wrong about him? Right. She doesn't need to be young forever. She doesn't care about that. Are you sure? Well, in 1960s uh, uh, writing, yes, she would care about that. But not that, not that Supergirl went on now. I'm sure she's thinking, if I'm young forever, that just gives me more years of helping people. Now here comes these mummy girls Mm -hmm. With their faces all wrapped in the middle of the night In the middle of the night trying to get her to escape Quickly, come! Because they are all previous Miss Cosmos winners And their faces are bandaged And the prize is that their faces look like that nurse On that Twilight Zone episode Where everyone has a super ugly face Yeah, their faces are disfigured Like they've all had some form of a stroke or something like that Uh You know, like, Like their faces are partially collapsed and misshapen And, um... But what happens? The man... Well, what's his name? Do we have a name for him? Jack Jackthal. Oh, Jack Thull. He kills them. He comes in... No, I think he just knocks them out. Are you sure? Yeah, because it's clearly gas. Okay. And we've seen a lot of knockout gas. Okay, he sprays it at these, at these yeah. Women. yeah. He says, after I dispose of these three informers. So, okay, dispose is not actually... Yeah. So, he explains that... He had been flying through space and exposed to some kind of radiation, which turned him ugly. He's been wearing a rubber mask all this time. Butler is anxious. I know, it's getting close to dinner time. (laughs) So he has been uh, vowing revenge on all beautiful things in the universe, and that's why he's staged this whole beauty contest just to lure pretty girls that he can turn ugly. Right. Well, she's not going to put up for this at all. No. And in fact, it doesn't work on her because she's immune to the gas. She destroys the machine. Destroys the machine, flies back to Earth, looks in her bedroom mirror the next day. And her face. Uh Uh-oh. The anti-beauty mold affected me after all. It just took longer to work on me because of my invulnerability. Yeah. Will I look this way the rest of my life? Gulp. To be continued. She looks a mess, doesn't she? So I lied. I said we were not gonna to have to be continued anymore. But she looks here like I am. She looks like Aunt May. A little bit. Aunt May? Isn't that Aunt May who's a super who's a battle? Oh uh, Spider uh, Man's yeah. aunt. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, only has Aunt May had a stroke? <laughs> I, I should, don't recall like, that. She I am, yeah, yeah. No. Well we'll find out what happens to her next issue. I bet it won't last. I bet it'll be something like, "Oh, she never went to the other planet. After all, it was all an illusion because that's what we've been tricked before by these action comics." Oh, I don't think they'll do that to us. We'll see, won't we? I haven't read ahead. I I haven't either because we don't have that issue yet. Well, we better sign off before this dog starts. I am so sorry about that. We've had a busy weekend, Mm -hmm. and and it's right around his dinner time, and so Mm -hmm. he's like, he's saying, "Look, don't ignore me. It's time for dinner." He's also spoiled rotten, and it demands attention. More than he needs, he definitely rewards us with affection. Uh, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> That's all we have for this time. What do you think, Rob? I enjoyed it, I suppose. I enjoyed the Superman resolution story. I don't like the Supergirl. I story was so like much. being introduced. I did enjoy being introduced to uh, to the Supergirl. Story. I, although I thought the first Supergirl story we were going to get was her riding the magic horse, and oh, that's coming up. Though we have eighty-page giant, we're going to have all our Supergirl friends come and talk about Supergirl. I will love that. I was surprised when I when I opened up this issue that it, that it was a Superman Supergirl issue. Right, yeah. but it's I'm fine. Sorry, Didn't no, it's fine. It's, it's absolutely fine. Um, I, I don't mind so much that it was a cliffhanger. Okay, you know, I liked the continuity. I liked that we got we got um, the story for for Superman was also tied into the story that we saw in um, in uh, Jimmy Olsen's comic uh-huh. and the story that we saw in Lois Lane's uh-huh. comic. So that was nice. That rewards loyal readers, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it makes readers buy multiple issues. Ex- yeah, well, that's yeah. what I meant. Still now they still do. Now they pack less of a story in each issue. That's right. And require you to buy you know five or six issues of, of things to keep up You've with You've caught people. on nicely. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all for now. Do... Be sure and rate and review us on iTunes, please. We're also available on Stitcher, Stitcher, and on uh, what's the one I use? Downcast. Oh, you have another one? Well, no, I just—that's the one that I just have on my phone, and that's where I get all my podcasts from. Oh, I get my podcasts from from iTunes. Well, you're the one. Oh, um, rate and review. Check us out on social media at GoGoCheckPod, and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>